Hey guys, welcome to the We Need to Calm Down podcast. I'm Devin. And I'm Joe. And this is a show where we talk about all things Taylor Swift. That's right. This is a show where two friends finally get to let their dedication to our Lord and Savior Taylor Swift fly. We'll be discussing everything from song breakdowns to our insane fan theories. So how are you doing, Joe? I'm like terrified right now. Of what? Um, so over the weekend, uh, I had a couple of friends convince me to go to the Renaissance Fair with them. Okay. Uh, and I usually love the Renaissance Fair. Had a, I've, I've gone a couple of times, always had a great time. Uh, but we are amidst a pandemic. Yes, we are. And Contrary to popular was, belief, we are still it, in the midst. <laughs> it was terrifying. Uh, I, I feel like I stayed a good distance away from her. I didn't do anything. I didn't, yeah. like, get in line for things. But, like, it, it, it made me realize I'm just not comfortable going outside anymore and doing, like, large-scale things. Yeah. It's weird because it's, like, I feel like our brains have been programmed to see images of crowds and stuff, and you're just like, ooh. Like, I've seen old pictures of my place of employment during peak times and I just see all these crowds and I'm like, oh my, like, no, 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 that's not happening. It's funny. I, I played a game of Madden, like the, mm-hmm. uh, the football game yeah. the other day. And like in the game, the crowds are all in the stadium while you're playing. And I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> weird. I was like, they're fictitious people, but like, this is so uncouth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but so yeah, I, no, I mean, yeah. It was it was fun. I the I the things I really enjoyed was the drive there because it's like an hour and a half to get there and an hour and a half back. So like the actual drive there, just sitting with like two friends in a car that I feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. and and just having like a, like a good like catch up and like talking stuff like that was really fun. Um, there was pretty fun doing similar things, but it was just a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, but I bought I bought. <laughs> this is the fun thing. So I did get, I got this in the mail. This is um, my Taylor Swift folklore. You can't see it. Uh, there you go. Uh, metal mug. And I got my hat. Yes. And uh, I, this mug is too small for anything that I make coffee wise. Uh, so I've been filling it with wine. And I, <laughs> I'm trying to get into the hobby of wine because I've always hated wine. And i purchased uh eight bottles of wine from the winery at the renaissance fair i saw the picture you sent me of just the eight bottles of wine august slipped away september slipped away there's a lot there october slipping away like a bottle of wine (laughs) i i dude if i could do one bottle a month that'd be pretty cool i think that'd be very nice that's a good Uh, there was there was like a bunch of random. There was like pear wine. There was raspberry, blackberry, which I'm very a big fan of, but they're red, so I'm a little iffy on them. Yeah. I have like mixed berry. I bought a mead, bought a honey mead. To mead? See what that was like. I don't really know what mead. Isn't is. it like a wheat um, type thing? I think it's like it's like beer wine made out of honey, is what I think it is. I wouldn't like any. Really, you don't like honey? I've had drinks with honey before. They're just not that good. I might really? like the berry ones. I'm mm. I'm very weird when it comes to wine. Like, few and far between are wines that I actually enjoy to drink. Well, we are doing some more in-person episodes this weekend. Let me know and I will bring a which bottle you would like and I'll bring one. 
the audience was going to be surprised. No, they weren't. But yeah, so if you're listening, the next couple episodes are going to be in the flesh again, like those couple of ones that we did. So A while back. Be on the lookout for that. But it's, I'm, I'm glad you did some fall things. I did a couple mm-hmm. fall things over the weekend. I picked a pumpkin. I Just carved one? a pumpkin. Just one? Well, I picked a pumpkin. My man picked the other pumpkin. And I did okay. Jack Skellington. He did the Frankenstein. We posted it. I got a cute picture for Instagram. I had like over 300 likes. I'm like, ooh. That's what I it's like, like to have a photographer boyfriend. Happy. Oh, my god! He took a picture, and I was like, wait, this is this is cute. <laughs> so, I got I, My favorite thing is like Devin posts so infrequently on her personal mm-hmm. Instagram that I got a notification yes. saying, Dev Dyer has posted. <laughs> you know what? I know the funniest thing, too, is... Every time I post, because I post so infrequently, it's probably like once a month, maybe twice if I'm lucky, or even once every two months. But I'll post, and people will get that notification, and then I lose followers every time. Because people are probably like, oh, I still follow her? Let me just click that unfollow. (laughs) That's so sad. But that's why I have the unfollower app, but it stopped working. So now I don't know who to unfollow because I'm petty. Uh, well, I respect that. Um, but you also have much more followers than me. Like you said, 300 likes on a picture. I've gotten, I think my max has been 50. It really doesn't matter. It does. It, it 100% does. I mean, it's nice when I want to spread a message and I'm like, okay, I have a nice audience. No, it's nice when you want to feel good about yourself and you're like, look at all these people. Who look at these 300. Pictures. Look at them. There's yeah, but who can I call on a Friday night when I'm sad and crying alone? Taylor Swift. Five people. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> all right. Anyways. So enough about the future, enough about our past. What is the right now? What are we talking about today on this episode of We Need to Calm Down? We need to calm down. We are talking no. about... <laughs> we, we made a pact when we started this podcast that we would never do that. Did we? I have no idea, but <laughs> I, I'm making it now. <laughs> All right, let's shake on it. So on this typical Tuesday, we'll be discussing Seven and analyzing it, the track Seven off of Folklore for this week's song breakdown. This is going to be an interesting one for me. Yes. So let's let's talk about it. Some quick facts. So ranking wise, this ranked very high for me. This ranked very low for you. (laughs) Well, it didn't always rank high for you. I thought it was pretty low. Yes. In towards the beginning. I don't uh, and then it just slowly yeah. grew on you? I don't have our first rankings. I think it was pretty middle of the road for me. I think yeah. it might have initially been pretty high because I really did like the chorus. And then as time progressed, I think it might have dropped a little bit. But now it is a solid number seven for seven for me. Is and I isn't August eight for me? Maybe. Something like that. I think like it that. is. That's um that's po- that's what they call poetic. Uh, <laughs> Actually, August as your number eight is not poetic. It is injustice, right there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. That's it's a pretty bad injustice. You're not you're not wrong there. Um, yeah. So you have it at seven. I have it fifteen out of seventeen, which makes. Oh yeah, that's right. Last yeah. American Dynasty plummeted. That's right. That's, that's just. It went it, up one point for you from the yeah, last. It, so yeah, these are our rankings as of our episode. We did episode number twenty five when we analyzed our rankings and our friends' rankings of the song. And and I mean. If I'm if I recall, seven was not in a lot of top fives either. No. Uh, of our friends, it it, I feel like it is a very middle of the road, but it's just it just never stood out for me. I do exactly like you said. I do like the very um, how I do I describe it? A very like 
mid two thousands boy band sounding chorus, the sweet tea. For some reason, that reminds me of like like that style of song. Okay. Yeah. Um, kind of like the way Death by a Thousand Cuts does that same thing for me too. Okay. I think it's Death by a Thousand Cuts. Yeah. Um, and I I do like that, but the the verse it verses I generally don't really gravitate towards. Um, we're gonna the get lyrics, into that. We'll get into the lyrics and everything like that. Um, so let's go over some non-objective facts about the song. So it was featured in the Escapism and the Saltbox House chapters. We discussed a little bit how Escapism, it's kind of like escaping your childhood fears, stuff like that. Salt hot Box House, again, the chapter eludes me. You live in me. a house. You live in a house. <laughs> it's a house. <laughs> when you're Stefan, you live in a house. <laughs> uh, it was in... Uh, the collector's edition of Folklore, there was In the Trees and In the Weeds were two different versions of the CDs, uh, two of the eight that she released. Fun fact. Joe bought the In the Weeds vinyl uh, because he thought it had the coolest cover. I think it's that one, if you're watching the video. Okay. The one right to the, the, to the When she's right just standing in the middle of the weeds. Yeah, because it looks so creepy. It's like a horror movie kind of shot. See, and what is In the... I think is In the Woods... In oh, trees. in the woods is just the normal one. In the trees, yeah. Is that not in the trees? I think that's in the, the trees. The normal yeah. one, which is the, my yeah. background. Which is, I think that's the general one because mm-hmm. the CD I got is in the trees. Um, yeah. I think that's the only one I can name. I know in the, and then the one to my left of my head is running like water, but that's it. Um, but yeah, I bought it because it was the creepiest looking one. It looked like a horror movie, and I was I was definitely down for that. Um. But, fun fact, I still have yet to receive it or any updates on that order. I have emailed them twice. At least you got your merch. like <laughs> I got, well, I'm still waiting on the cardigan and the I Knew You t-shirt, which I would really enjoy. That's and crazy. then I have a second order for the uh, Eras shirt, which was updated with folklore, and two pairs of socks. <laughs> uh, that I, sh- I'm more, uh, what's the word? More positive or more uh, optimistic that i'll get those but i'm like a little nervous about this cardigan at least it's taylor swift who swindled you and not like someone else who swindled you that's fair that is the weirdest bright side (laughs) i'm I'm trying to be optimistic i'm really trying out here no no i appreciate it but yeah no i uh in the weeds in the trees were the two uh that were a part of the eight uh part collector's editions of this album Yes. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So a fun fact that I realized on the car ride home today is that this is the only mention of folk on the entire album. So I was thinking about it. I'm like, every album has a title track, except for self-titled, obviously, because it's Taylor Swift. 1989 really does not have any kind of mention of 1989 ever on the album. Mm-hmm. But then Folklore, you know, there's no title track off Folklore but the only time it mentions the word folk is in this song, which I found to be very interesting, which I'll explain why later. I like it. I mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Uh, some further concept or context around the song. The concept of this song is like this childhood innocence, this friendship theme that's reminiscent of it's nice to have a friend off of Lover, uh, kind of relating to Mary's song in a way. It's um, so much worse than it's nice to have a friend, though. It's like, it's so much worse. But you have this contrast, which I think is very cool. You have 
It's Nice to Have a Friend, Mary's Song, uh, Never Grow Up, Best Day, all these songs that are reminiscent about this childhood innocence and living in your childhood before the fame, before it all got crazy. These were the simple times. It was happy. You were running around, all that kind of stuff. And then you have a song like this song, like Seven, where you're seeing this childhood innocence break, where it's still kind of there because she's not really admitting she doesn't understand the cruelties of the world, but she's trying to shield someone from this harshness, which is really the first time a child like her, has had to confront this in her storytelling. Yeah. Sorry? <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I will say for this whole song, I just have so few opinions on it. Like, it's just so... I forget it exists whenever I do my, my listens to this album. Like... Love the song. I can talk about it for a bit. This will be Devin ranting. And I'm Joe glad. Going, I'm glad because I'm. I like we we were doing the notes for this episode, and I was like, I have some. I will say, like, uh, in re- in regards to like Mary's song, I do. Mary's song is one of my, if not my, it's definitely my favorite song, probably aside from like I guess the the popular ones from self titled. Okay. And I when I when I saw that you wrote that on here, I went and listened to it on repeat, and. I didn't see I didn't see a big connection between the two. Well, just the concept of like childhood friends, like I was 7 and you were 9. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and it and it I mean it it would be it would be really I think it would be really interesting if this was the prequel to Mary's song. Um our father our daddies used to joke about the two of us and one of them is an is a monster. <laughs> the angry father. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, in Mary's song, they move to India forever, and then they become eighty-seven. You'll be eighty-nine. We we just wrote another book about Taylor Swift. Yep, the continuation. The continuation. Oh my God! The third girl is Mary. No. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> yes. Gavin, you picked a lot of lyrics for this. Yes, one. let's go into it. Okay, so... You're so excited for this. Yes, I'm just in a happy mood. Can I not be depressed good, for good. once? Yeah, that's great. No, I like that. I like that. All right, good. so we start off at the very beginning with the lyrics, picture me in the trees with Pennsylvania under me. She is just throwing out, this was my childhood, growing up on a Christmas tree farm in Pennsylvania. You um, did that? What? Not me. You said my childhood. I'm speaking as Taylor Swift. Oh. I am embodying her at this moment. <laughs> so it's her growing up in Pennsylvania on this Christmas tree farm. When she's talking about the song and the album in general, she says that all these images popped into her head, the tree swing in the woods of my childhood. So in a way, you can paint that the picture is at least relating to her in some capacity. You okay. don't. When we talk about the analysis and the theories of this whole album... We discuss how Seven would be one of the songs from her perspective and not others. It's possible that it could be from a different perspective or that details could be made up. But these first couple lyrics really solidify that, okay, I'm putting myself in this narrative. That's interesting, too, because does that mean that, like, she had a friend? Like, if this is her, Mm -hmm. does she have a friend with an abusive father? 
that she kept a secret for for 23 years until this yeah, song geez. came out. And then she was like, you know what? This is the time. <laughs> like, this is the moment to mm-hmm. out that terrible person. Yeah, who knows? We go on to the next lyrics. I hit my peak at 7, 17 when she released all her music it was self-titled are we talking about her seventh album lover when they were like this is your peak and then she said nah nah i'm gonna make another one make it higher mm-hmm. or is she talking about just being seven and then, then it was all downhill from there because the, if, if so i can relate yeah the innocence <laughs> of being a child being seven like was that her peak in terms of confidence and comfortability we don't know that's the thing that i think is like nuts and like this might take it to a little bit of a different level but like it's so crazy when you're seven, all you want to do is just be old enough to have responsibilities and make an agency. And, uh, I hate but that. you don't, I, I yeah, you yeah. don't realize how great it is. And like, but like, you'll never experience that again. Like, I saw, I saw a meme the other day that was like, how I sleep, when, how I slept when I was going on a field trip the next day. And it was this kid sleeping with his outfit, his entire outfit for the next day next to him. Mm-hmm. And someone just commented, like, I miss being this excited about living life. And I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. even when I know I'm going on, like, going on this, like, big day, if I have a big trip that I'm going on or something like that, I never, like, sleep. I never pick my outfit mm-hmm. out and sleep next to it. Like, so and good. I did that as a kid. Yeah. But, yeah, we do. We hit our peak at seven. Really. And... People could argue, you know, it's just seven feet, what she's saying in the oh, yeah. song. But the the intentional pause after I hit my peak at seven feet, it's, feet, you I mean feet. You can hear her breathe. You can hear her breathing. Go, I hit my peak at seven feet. <laughs> like, so no, she's that, like, there's definitely an intentional pause. And and <laughs> with her humor and like her her wit. It definitely doesn't surprise. Like, this mm-hmm. to her is a joke, 100%. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, like, from what I hear her say and the way that she talks on the camera when you get to really – I don't want to say get to really see her because we've seen at this point. We don't really – how much can we tell what is actually her because with media and everything. But she's just a generally very quick-witted and very funny person. Mm-hmm. And this sounds like a joke she would 100% make. Yeah. And then the lyric that still gets me to this day from the very first listen, are there still beautiful things? I do. But just the are there still beautiful things? It's just hauntingly beautiful. It's like when you're, you know, you think about your life when you were seven and everything was beautiful. It's like, are there still beautiful things? Is it still like it was when I saw it through my childhood eyes? No, I agree. Like, it's it's crazy because, like, there are times where, like, when you – when you are a child and like certain things just have a different majesty to them mm-hmm. that you just don't have as an adult anymore. It's like the jadedness of the world. I remember this is going to be slightly off topic, but this song does remind me of a lot of things that I learned as a kid. But like, I remember there was one thing specifically I was in some kind of class and the, the teacher like was talking about time and how uh, when we're young, you know how, like, when you were a kid, summer used to last forever, and now you blink and summer's over? Yep. Or specifically for me, Christmas felt like the longest lead-in in the world, and now you blink and suddenly it's just, it's December 24th, and you're like, I have no presents. Um, it, what's interesting is he noted that, like, it's because when you were, say, seven, you've only experienced seven summers. So 
a, that's about a f- one seventh of your whole life has been summer. So it's, that's a long time. Yeah. But now as you get older, maybe one fiftieth of your life has been a summer, something like that. So it's just, it, it just starts to compress and time as you get older moves faster. And that destroyed seventh grade me. Um, it was such a ridiculous concept, but like it, it to me it fits with this, this song because it's just it, there's just this thing that happens that as you get older time literally starts flying, mm-hmm. and it the the years start coming and they don't stop. Coming. They really don't. <laughs> Every year it seems like time goes by quicker, and the fact that we're already mid October. Yeah, it was March already like mid- a week yeah. ago. And not only that, it was September like five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. like we're already mid October. Like, it's just it's insane. It, it's so f- crazy how fast. It is. That's why, like, I got an argument. Um, I think with your roommate uh, about this because um, she was posting about like, oh my gosh, Christmas ornaments already. It's not even November, and I'm giving her like this really sassy voice, and this is not how she sounds at all. But. Um, but I was like, no, I'm fine with Christmas decorations coming up early. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that kind of stuff because, like, to me, anything that makes Christmas give that lead in that it used to feel like it had. Like, I'm fine with Christmas all the way up until Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a day and then Christmas again. Thank you. Like, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Like, I'm fine with that mm-hmm. because, like, at the other, otherwise, I'm never going to have time to do Christmas things. I'm never going to, like, feel mm-hmm. like a Christmas mood yeah it just why wouldn't you not want to be happy why would you not want those extra days of happiness it's 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 interesting to me yeah i don't know well some people some people get depressed at christmas so i can't really well yeah true okay um but but seven all right more lyrics seven uh and though i can't recall your face i still got love for you this is definitely a you i love this lyric so much i think it really, these next two lines I'm going to say really embody folklore. And though I can't recall your face, I still got love for you. It's, the image is still blurry. You might not be seeing this person a lot. You don't really remember. Maybe it was just a childhood friend that you met once and you don't keep it in contact with, but you still have love for that person because of the things that you went through together or helping that person, feeling protective over them. And then the next line Passed down like folk songs, our love lasts so long. I think someone commented that this is like the thesis of the album. It's I like, like the, the fact that, you know, you're passing everything down like a folk song, the love lasts so long. <laughs> this is my thesis statement passed down like folk songs, our love lasts so long. In this essay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's just two great lines that really demonstrate the idea of folklore and the idea of passing stories down from one to another. It's, you know, you can't remember all the details. You can't recall the face, but you still got love for it. That's interesting you say that too, because I don't feel that way about, I don't think anyone, like I think back to my childhood friends that like I grew up with and like had all of these feelings for, like loved, saw every day, stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. there are very few that I'm still in contact with to this day. Um, And I, I there are some like I mean like there's some that I know of and like I would I'm not gonna go I, I hate them now, um but there's nothing like if they came out and were like like they didn't care I, I I'm fine sure 
But do you ever think back in fondness of your childhood and the people that you connected with? Like, I would think back to my childhood and maybe I didn't really have the closest friends or maybe I don't keep in contact with them to this day. But I think back in fondness of my childhood. I still have love for them. I still have love for the concept of the times we had together, but maybe not the person in general. Like, I remember... I was like best friends with this girl back in the day. And I could not tell you what she looked like to this day. If she was in a lineup of people, I would not be able to tell you who she was. But I remember in that time, I had so much love for her. We were so close. But to this day, I I couldn't pick her out of a lineup. That's so funny. No, like, I I mean, like, I have like, like, I had my neighborhood friends and like we would and it evolved over time, like. My, my When I was very little, we had neighborhood friends. We would play, like, sports outside my house all the time, so much so that we destroyed mm-hmm. my lawn and tore it up into a giant mud pit, which my mom was not thrilled about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, like skateboarded as a kid, like, with those group of friends. And, like, we would always hang out, saw each other almost every day. It was, like, that, that like, knock on your door, is so-and-so mm-hmm. home? Can we go out? Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, it grew into um, middle or middle school where I got another group of friends, got a bike, and, like, we – like, our neighborhood expanded. It wasn't just my front lawn we were hanging out anymore. We were, like, going all around. I remember we took free wood from someone and built a ramp. Uh, mm. We found a – we found a uh, – uh, a wheelchair tied that to the bike and took it off the ramp uh needed a wheelchair quickly after thank god we had one um (laughs) well like and i think like i'm still friends with some of those people but i think the main thing i miss is like the time like i miss the time to like constantly have that like i don't have any friends that live very close or in close proximity like if i want to go like i said me and me and i'm going to visit Devin this weekend I have to plan a whole weekend around doing yep. that. And you and you have to too. You have to have the time as well. Like I I have one friend that I've been hanging out with a lot recently because he's thinking of moving to where I live. And we've been going to like a bar, an outdoor bar that's within walking distance of my bar, my my apartment and like I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I could have a friend that I could walk over to his apartment and go and knock on his door and say, is 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 so and so home? And well, they'd answer it because they're the only ones that live there. But like, it, that's nuts to me. You could say it's nice to have a friend. Oh, yeah, All I'm right, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pull out the boo box and just like play it outside their window. <laughs> All right, next line. More lyrics. More lyrics. Uh, I've been meaning to tell you, I think your house is haunted. Your dad is always mad and that must be why. I think that just the switch up in the song is just insane. And I'll talk about it sonically just from how it's presented. But it's just crazy how quickly the song changes tunes and just the innocence again of i think your house is haunted i I don't understand like i'm gonna i think you're it must be haunted because your dad's always mad like that has to be why and we've talked about it before so i'll just gloss over it but that's gonna be it's gonna be a little weird uh because you said those lyrics and i immediately started dying laughing so i want to put some context to that uh, Devin wrote the lyric specifically as house is haunted. Dad is always mad <laughs> because she has this inhumane ability to pull quick, lyrics out of thin air. So she just wrote the quick text and it just made me laugh really hard. <laughs> the next one I think is also quick text too. <laughs> yes. Um, it's you won't have to cry or hide in the closet. And 
Multiple implications. Does it have a gay implication of hiding in a closet? Does it have an abusive household implication? I think it could really go either way. And that's the beauty of a Taylor Swift song. Because she doesn't say like, she doesn't go no. And And it could be about her. It could not be about her. You don't know that. I saw a great post on Reddit uh, that really like trashed Devin pretty hard that said, this woman has come out repeatedly and said she is not gay. Please stop assigning her a sexuality. And I wanted to send it to Devin, uh, but I know that Devin is not being malicious. Listen, exactly. It's, it could not <laughs> be about her. If I want to interpret the song in that way, not about her. I'm not you saying, that, I'm not saying yeah. that Taylor Swift is gay. If I want to identify well, with the song of... Being well, that's the other thing too yeah. that I like is it not Taylor Swift aside. It's mm-hmm. nice that she, you can tell she is also the kind of person, the kind of artist that would put include things that would allow for um, a more diverse audience to uh, find like what's the word I'm looking. It's for? a wider net to catch. Mm-hmm. Like specifically, like you know, she made that. Um, the ambiguity of James's gender Mm -hmm. specifically because it's nice that like if someone identifies as a lesbian or, or even bi and they, they find themselves in that situation, they don't have to be turned off by a pronoun that doesn't fit with them. Like it's, it's nice that it feels, it feels extremely inclusive and at, at very little cost. Yeah. Um, and I like, I think that, I think that's a fine thing for this one too. Like if you, if you find, if you hear that lyric, and it and it resonates with you. It doesn't matter if she's talking about her or not. At that point, you're singing it. You're talking about yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. Last line I have, is I, have I think one lyric. Yeah. I picked one lyric. Granted, I will say uh, you picked a lot of the ones that I would have chosen uh, in a vacuum. Uh, but the one that I really enjoy is just I used to scream ferociously. Uh, and there are a couple of reasons that I picked this one because it, it's interesting. It's just a five line, uh, or a five word line, mm-hmm. and technically I think it's two lines. But I love the the idea. There's so much you can pull out of it, like screaming ferociously. Like you know, when you were a kid, like that was a thing you did for fun. Like now I just scream in pain of uh of life and and everything going on in my life. Uh, but like as a kid, you were just like I, I can envision it. Like I can envision just like jumping and just like screaming or roaring like a tiger, like a dinosaur, like something. Um, but then there's the the fact that it's just like I used to, like the way that she delivers it too is like yearning. Like mm-hmm. I miss the days that I. It's such a nice way to say I miss being young, but like in such a in such a. A cloaked way mm-hmm. um that i really really enjoy and i like the the words she's i used to scream not like ferociously is such a great word for that um, anytime she wanted anytime yeah that was the other thing it's like anytime i wanted like now if i did that i'd be i'd be a loon be insane um at, yeah and, and but the other thing is too that that, that like i also point to this is like back Back then, when you were a kid, you had the urge to do that. Mm-hmm. Like you had this urge to just go. You know what? I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna scream like a tiger, or like I'm gonna roar, or I'm gonna make this mm-hmm. crazy sound. I don't have those urges as an adult anymore. I don't have an urge to just like, ah! like I, sometimes like, oh, I, I do. blew my audio up. Well, I have I have that urge, but it's usually fueled by anger, frustration, mm-hmm. stress, something like that. It's not just like a. 
oh my god i want to scream like it's yeah. it's never like an excited scream like it, it's never an unbridled display of emotion for fun rather than out of angst or, or just dif- difficulty quickly um, quickly hopping over into the production side of it or just like the music yes. behind the lyrics with that line in particular i love the delivery of it because it's not sung like angrily or anything it's she sings it so like defeatist like i used to scream and she goes ferociously like she just like kind of goes down she like, goes down yeah. yeah it's just like her delivery is fantastic on that line i i so it's funny because you as you say that because like i've made a note about all these lyrics saying like i do love a lot of the words in this line like if this was or in this po- uh, song if it was a poem i feel like i'd really enjoy it but there's something about like the vessel of this song that they're brought in that i just don't really care for which is a um, perfect segue into our next session section where i disagree with you 100 <laughs> percent for however long it lasts well, it wouldn't be a great show uh, if you didn't disagree with me. So, uh, Devin, tell me a little bit more about the music behind the lyrics. Yes. All right. So this song, its runtime is 3 minutes, 29 seconds. It is in E major, 95 beats per minute, which is in the lower quadrant of the BPM average per song on this album. Instruments, we got cello, we got drums, violin, viola, and then all from Aaron Desner, we got synth, percussion, bass, piano, and acoustic guitar. What a guy. No Jack Antonoff on this song, just Aaron. And we'll put some respect on Aaron Desner's name. So going into just how the song is sung and how it's performed, she uses this breathy head voice the entire song and like this higher register, never really her chest voice. It's never belted, just like the soft kind of airy sound to it. And the whole album is very similar in this sense. You don't really have a lot of bangers on this song or album where you're just belting lyrics very occasionally. But even when she does belt, I feel like she does it in the softer way. Are you saying there are many, there aren't many lyrics on this album that you scream ferociously? There are, but she doesn't. Scre- <laughs> but she doesn't scream them ferociously. She's mm-hmm. it's very subdued. Um, we start off with this simple piano intro. It does not take long for her to just start the lyrics. It's literally just da na na please. It just goes right into it. You're like, okay, this is the song. Um, I love how the acoustic guitar in this song is used as kind of like a backbone, like heartbeat of the song's rhythm, because it's just like. Dun- in the summer because it's just this constant little dun, 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 like percussion-y element to the acoustic guitar um the violin and viola and probably the cello as well these strings you don't realize how much they add to the song until you really listen or try to picture it without it because it really again just adds to that atm- atmosphere a lot of the time strings are used in this album to bring this fullness to it you really hear it at the end um but we'll get into that in a second. Uh, the subtleness and simplicity of the harmonies in this song, it's crazy because you don't really hear them except for maybe in the chorus, but she uses a lot of lower harmonies, some upper in the chorus, but it doesn't really exaggerate. It adds to this collective idea of a collective voice in a folk song, like multiple people singing it, but it's very subtle. So I like that concept. Um I don't know if it's the bridge or if you just want to call it the first 
or second verse, but whenever she goes into the, and I've been meaning to tell you, it sounds completely different. Like the shift is amazing. Mm -hmm. You don't expect it. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, I think it's, I want to say it's like a F sharp in the beginning. And then it just turns into like a C sharp major or whatever. Or minor. It's an F sharp ma- minor into a C sharp minor. And it just compl- I was playing it on the piano earlier trying to figure it out. I'm like sitting here, I'm like, dear, I am the wrong person for these but kinds it of just, questions. But it's <laughs> crazy how just like the shift happens and maybe it's just the instrumentation behind it, but it just sounds so different. It gets this instant dark twisted turn to it. It's, you know, the song... It's an it's a major song. It's like an, an E major, but this minorness just like ooh, sad. She does that a lot. Where like mm-hmm. like sad songs are in major for her, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Every time I hear a song, I'm like, that's gotta be. Maybe it's just my my complete ineptitude knowing what <laughs> anything about music. But it yeah, it's always a, a shocker to me to hear that. It's always crazy too. She has a lot of songs where. You know, the song sounds super happy, and then you listen to the lyrics, and you're like, this is sad. And then you start realizing certain things happening. That's why I love her so much. <laughs> so let's talk about the chorus real quick. So the sweet yeah. tea in the summer crossed my heart won't tell no other. Number one, insanely catchy. And oh that's gosh, when so I much. first listened to it. When we first listened to it together, we were both like, ooh, sweet tea ooh. in the summer. Like, just that was our thing. Um, but I think number two, it's meant to emulate this song that can be passed very simply. Uh, it's not a complex, like, melody. It's dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. It's a very simple melody line, easy to play on a piano or something. But Easy rhyme, too. Easy rhyme. Like nothing, nothing complicated. Something about, like, I, I don't know the original line, like, cross my something. Heart won't, cross my heart won't, uh, cross my heart hope to die. No, that's a Halsey song. <laughs> well, no, that's also just cross my heart and hope to die. I feel like that. That's yeah, the, that's. I feel that's like it's also actual... something else. But yeah, but so exactly. So it's like a play off this already passed down sentence or passed down rhyme. You can from parents to children, friends to friends, etc. It's like that whole saying. And the last thing I'll say about it is the lyrics end. So the song is three minutes twenty nine seconds. The lyrics end at two minutes, 45 seconds in, and you're just left with this 43 second outro where you're just letting the rest fade away into history or being passed down. The violin and the viola and the cello are all there. And then the piano is the last thing you close with. Same as like what you begin with. And I think that's just very poetic in a way. I think it's really interesting that she does. She wastes absolutely no time getting into the lyrics on this song mm-hmm. and then just lets it fade away. Uh, very quiet like like I think one of the things we noted that she does really well on this record is the use of uh, not silence obviously because there's still music playing mm-hmm. but the use of the instrumentals uh, the, the use of instrumentals exactly um, and I want to double check because 43 seconds of a of an outro mm-hmm. I think I think the intro to peace was around that same time yeah it was something like 45 seconds or something it was a very long intro which, which I think is so interesting. And, and there's something to be said there. Like a 43-second outro is – it's not as apparent, I think, than a 44, 45-second intro. It's an intro. You're like, all right, well, come on. The time, the time spent as just instrumentals, I think, is really to let you think and let you reflect. So if you have 
this period of time at the end of a song, you're just kind of like, ooh, this is fading away. Interesting. And then when you have it at the beginning, it's like, what are those instruments making you feel? What are you like? You're going into this song piece and you're just kind of like trying to find peace. You're like, why is this taking so long? <laughs> what What's the song before peace? Hmm? What's the song before peace? Before peace is, isn't is it, it Betty? Betty? Yeah. I think it's Betty. Then no, I was going to say, there's nothing you really need to digest for 43 seconds after Betty. Um, but, but maybe no, it's I just like getting you in this different mindset. That's a good point. Yeah, it yeah. is because it is a tonal change. Um, but no, I th- I like that. Like especially with this song because you do you have like a you you get into this mindset of childhood, like lovely childhood, remembering like jumping on leaves and yeah. blah, blah blah. And then it gets kind of the rug gets pulled out from underneath you when you get the whole like angry Your father. Your house is haunted. Away. <laughs> Your house is haunted. Uh, and then like the end, you're just like, all right, well, that was a lot that I threw at you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you some time, mellow out, yeah, and see how you feel <laughs> before we go into infidelity. Uh... <laughs> all right. Anything you want to say about the music behind it? <sighs> it's not good. <laughs> no, I I'm disagree, just kidding. But okay. I disagree. I just, it's not my cup of, it's not my cup of wine. Yeah. It's just, all right. it's, yeah. Um, so any, any, you you said your piece. Is there anything you want to leave us with? Nope. Good song. Number seven. All right. Solid so case. I have one thing. One thing I'll say before we uh, before we pack it in for this uh, this t- typical Tuesday night episode. Uh, what I want to say, uh, I think for us specifically, I'm located in the Pennsylvania area. So today we're recording this on Monday uh, is the last day to vote. So I can't really tell you guys to register to vote. Uh, check your state though. If you're still able to register, definitely get a. Uh, Look, look that up and see if you if you are registered and if you aren't, if your state still allows it, make sure you do. If you are already registered, the next step, if you haven't already voted by mail, is making sure you have a plan to vote either by mail or in person. I personally will be voting in person. I know where my polling station is. It is right down the road. I'm going to take a nice, lovely walk. I took off for that day. Uh, make sure you guys have a plan uh, and know what you're doing uh, to exercise the most important right that you have as a citizen of America. If you are not a citizen of America pray for us <laughs> all righty uh, yes echo everything that joe said make sure you have a plan make sure you're not just kind of like oh well i'll figure it out later like no make sure that yeah you figure it out it's more important than ever people would say it's it, at the end of the day even even if you don't think it's that important it is it is it is an incredible right that we have mm-hmm. as uh as citizens uh if you aren't a citizen of America and you you have the right to vote in your elections, make sure that you you exercise that as well. Yes. It is the only way to get your voice heard. Uh, but outside of that, if you liked our voices uh, and what you heard, oh god, I'm so good at the segues. It's just it's unfair, really. All right. Uh, <laughs> if you like what you hear, be sure to give us a review uh, and a five star rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening through us. Uh, tell a friend about us. Uh, if they, if you have a friend that really likes Taylor Swift, uh, make sure you share with us uh, and tell them about us. Tell them that they should check us out. Yeah, and make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to see our beautiful faces. We are at We Need to Calm Down Podcast pretty much everywhere except for Twitter, where it is WNTCD Podcast. Uh, if you guys have a suggestion for an episode, drop us a comment or a DM. We love hearing from you guys. Aside from that, thank you for listening to the We Need to Calm Down Podcast. We will see you next Typical Tuesday. Come back. We'll be here.